Okay, actually, hang on, hang on. We need to try that one more time. Give us the best Mrs. Graham, what is hot, you can give us. And go. What is hot? I love it. <laughs> Welcome to the Hellyhead Show. This is episode number 31. I am your host, Skids, and with me is Gucci. Welcome, welcome. And we've got Yard Sale. What's up? And we got Finn's Post. I'm eating popcorn out of a helicopter canopy. Nice. Yes. Delicious. Yes. Is it a nitro canopy? <laughs> it is. It's an Oxy-5 nitro. <laughs> My man. Uh, no butter. Extra nitro, please. <laughs> you guys are Extra greasy. Is there I like the popcorn oil. Hmm. <laughs> I bet there's more things you like oiled. Oh. <laughs> Did you That's what we call a zinger. Ooh. Oh man, what have you guys been up to? Working. Yeah. yeah. Working. Life stuff. You know. Mm-hmm. Kids. Mm-hmm. Not, not kids. And Fed's post, yeah. You know. I go to the field every weekend and wait for Gucci to actually show up and fly with us, but <laughs> you know. that's why I'm confused. It rained all last weekend. Are you confused? Oh. Did it? Always. Yeah, it rained all weekend here. So hey, do, do you guys hear that music? Oh, God. What music? We're past that part. We're past God. that part. <sighs> Damn, we did that Daniel. joke 20 minutes ago. <laughs> Daniel, 20 minutes ago. <laughs> uh. Uh, yeah, Mike is still waiting. I'll keep him waiting for a while. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, let's roll into it. Let's uh, give a big thanks to everyone who downloads, streams, listens to our podcast. We certainly appreciate each and every one of you. Mm. Except you, Jimmy Tate. Mm. <laughs> each and every one of you. Not you, Ben. Not you, Josh. Not you, Ben. Or Doc. <laughs> Kyle Wells, turn off the phone. <laughs> Put the podcast down. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Well, you guys want to jump into some weeks? Yeah. All right. Sure. Beat sauce. Whoever wants to go first, I don't care. I want to go first. Do oh, it. You no. go first. Do it, Scott. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll so be So forceful. Jesus. I know. You can go. I'll go after All right. you. All right. Simple. Three bullets. All right. Because I don't want always these kids to always, you know, say that I, I talk too much. Mm. So no fly for me. Uh, I literally have not touched a helicopter since lowdown. Been doing a lot of work around the house, or more or less around the one rental property I have. Installed some metal roofing and, you know, just life stuff. Kids sick, all of that. But I am kind of thinking about what is my next project. So, you guys, give it a thought. What should I buy next? That's Blade, all I got. Blade 230. Oxy Nitro. Another Kraken. Another Kraken. Hmm, that's yeah. a good that's a good point. Like God, that's terrible of, advice. You got the three blade, right? I no, I never had the Kraken three blade. Oh, well, duh! Buy the Kraken three blade. So I'm not going to get a nitroxy because Mike is going to lend me his nitroxy. He promised I am. me. I did. Wow, yeah, you did. You well, said was, you're going to take was... the you're going to take the flybar student off and you let me have it for two weeks. You said it. It's it, well, yeah, but you got to show up to the field to get it. So okay, I'll get it. Don't worry about odds it. Odds of that happening are. Eh. Odds what are we gonna call that? We already got the whole racks. <laughs> Is it gonna be the the hooter? 
The who? The who? The who? The No, um, that's I don't know. Like I, I might just get. I was looking at the three blade, but I don't know. Do I want an electric five eighty? I do have the stuff for it, so I don't know. Just thought. You don't have one of those either. No, dude. You gotta catch up. Yeah, it's not different. My God, it is different. <laughs> it is different. It's it a five eighty electric. Oh, yeah. Well. <laughs> so yeah that's all i have though simple for me this week all right all right next well for starters i don't know if anybody has ever known this but if you fill an oxy5 canopy full of popcorn and turn it upside down the little opening in this hop where the, the main shaft goes out is like the perfect place to uh funnel popcorn into your mouth it's great very efficient <laughs> <laughs> what i think i'm, I think I'm on to something here God. this might be my new day job uh, other than that, um, I don't know if I mentioned last week, I found some nitro, um, guy named Shade Tree Nitro here, like, um, I don't know, 15 minutes from my house, mixes it, whatever mix you want. So I had to make me a 30% mix with 23% oil, full synthetic, and the dude's using oil from VP, I believe. And the nitro is from Torco. So he's all gung-ho to, to make me some nitro. I think he's charging around 30 bucks a gallon, which is fantastic. So is awesome. I'll let you guys know how that runs. Mm. But that could be my way back into nitro. Because mm. I can definitely deal with that price. Uh, other than that... cheaper. No, is it really? Yeah, it's 27 bucks a gallon. But I got to get it shipped. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I pick yeah. this stuff up in person. As many gallons as I want. He, he feels special awesome. when he does that. Yeah, big time. And it's, it's he uses old tractor oil. You say? Yeah, yeah. No, he, he he empties out his vehicles and uses oil. No. <laughs> Why is you might get oil? thirty weight. You might get twenty weight. It just depends on what yeah, time of the just day wait you go. And see, it's fine. Uh, yeah. So it rained all weekend last weekend. So that really sucked. Um, didn't expect to fly, but for some weird reason, right after work, I just got this like mission where i decided you know what i'm gonna drive to rcho because i saw some guys are meeting up there i'm like eh, you know it's three hours away i think it should be fine so throw the nitro in the car jump in the car and drive and i leave the house at i don't know 6 30 i think it was 6 30 i get there around nine or i don't even know was it seven just add two and a half hours three hours to <laughs> to whatever time but i get there around 9 9 30 give or take i brought the dog with me and we fly until about midnight had a good old time hung out with all my favorite people and uh yeah that really kind of set the weekend off and then i sat at home all weekend after that um i got one of those rc cars that bk hobbies is selling now those little what are they called the team associated little tiny guys like 32 scale or 28 scale some something like that drove that around the house dogs went absolutely ape shit um until they destroyed it now that's sitting on a shelf um <laughs> and that's pretty much it i think this weekend i'm excited to go to that miniature thingamajig arrow place thing fun fly in goldsboro north carolina mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think kevin you're going to that too right yep yeah boy that's all yeah all right cool what you got mike I want you to go next. Okay. Oh. Yeah. I don't know if, if you, I've ever went last. <laughs> I'm curious on what it feels like to be yeah. mm. the last so week. Jokes. Like to so finish. Jokes. We haven't got to the <laughs> hashtags yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
He wants to be the catcher. It's okay. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Ew. So, uh, I did fly once because Scott was right. It flew this past weekend, so no fly. But um, the previous weekend, I went to the Charlotte Peeps there in Cam and uh, took my 6S machine, took the Vibe, and no 12S because, of course, that would wrecked it to mow down. But um, let's see. You know what? I think I'll go. Okay, go ahead. Uh, so yeah, uh, the, the success is dialed. I was talking to Mike, Mike Lawrence and, and we started talking head speeds and stuff. And, um, it, I, I do fly it on lower head speeds around 1600 sometimes, but, uh, but when I want to kind of crank it up a bit, it was sitting around, I think 2000, maybe 21, but I think he had his, uh, same setup as mine. And it went, uh, I think he had his around 2200. But I think I put mine sub twenty one or twenty two hundred, so it was around twenty one eighty ish somewhere in there. And uh, man, I it really kind of came to life, and I I really enjoyed the heck out of it. So I'm kind of really sold on the whole success deal. Um, I don't know that the other one will stay twelve s long, but um, speaking of that one, uh, I did start tearing into it a bit, and I discovered some problems. So. Uh, I got it all back together, put it out in the backyard, and just discovered that the uh, that it was almost like I was losing head speed just doing very simple stuff. And and I I wasn't I, of course the electronics you know nothing happened to the electronics it was you know the same as it was before, but for whatever reason it was losing head speed and I I couldn't figure out what was going on but I set it down. Picked it up by the head, you know, of course, and, and the head was like scalding hot. And I was like, okay, this is kind of weird. So I started firing off some text messages and started asking people questions. Of course, Ben Connor came to the rescue and said, check your Jesus bolt. And of course, my immediate response was, you know, nah. But he was right. The Jesus bolt actually broke in two places. <laughs> so it was literally spinning on, you know, the main shaft. So, more parts, still under $100, which is amazing uh, for the parts portion. What's that? How are you that lucky that it didn't just go base and leave the party? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So, yeah, I'll take that as luck. Uh, I was very happy about it. Um, But, again, still under 100 bucks for parts. Still need to get uh, 600 blades for it. But I'm just going to rock the 580s until I get to that point. So, um Let's see, what else? I did get rid of the Black Thunder. Uh, it went to a friend of ours here locally. And no. What's that? It's not how you say it. Oh, I'm so sorry. Black Thunder. <laughs> That's better. I'm not bad. So, yeah, because this is kind of the final. Nice catch, so I to get it right. Yeah. So, I got rid of the Black Thunder. And, uh... Mm, it's like music to my ears. <laughs> so, you hear music? Not. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's gone, and, uh, we did a little bit of trading, and, uh, he gave me some nitro stuff, and, uh, he ran off with it, which was awesome, so he is very excited to have the 700, and I'm excited for him, so, uh, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll get to see that thing fly again soon at our local field here, but, um, yeah, that's, that's really about it, not a whole lot going on. I do have some stuff I need to do to the vibe, but, man, it's just been hard getting motivation up to do it. 
work has sort of picked up a bit also. And um, I just, I haven't had a whole lot of time. So uh, yeah, that's about it for me. Nothing, nothing much. So. Nice. Yeah. So for me, we did have a little fun fly at our field. Oh, nice. Uh, we kind of threw it together last minute. And it was a good time. We had, well, we didn't we didn't sanction it, so we didn't have a pilot cheat to tell you how many pilots were there. But uh, pretty much all the usual sus- suspects were there, except for Gucci, of course. Um, he's <laughs> been he's MIA for some the time. Road, which was that you know he had a few suckers there, so. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, we got to debut the night lights out there that we built. What do you think? And they they work great for box flying. Um, now these are just LED lights that are uh, with no kind of deflector or shielding or anything around them. So it's it's flooding the like the flight the flight box, I guess. Um, they don't really have the distance, like they don't really have a beam to them to push through any kind of distance. So once you get in the, in the height that we have them at, uh, we have corn out at our field right now, and they're probably a little bit shorter than the corn is as far as like level, uh, height level. So I think we're casting a shadow from the corn across the whole back part of the flight box too. You know what I mean? So that doesn't help matters. Um, so I think once we get them up in the air, and we're going to experiment with some kind of deflector or something to bend around a couple of them to see if we can make it into a tighter beam to maybe push some distance out of them. Uh, I think they'll be perfect. But for box flying, they're awesome. I mean, if you could keep it in front of you, there's no problems at all. Uh, we had a couple spotlights on everybody just just to kind of let you get comfortable going a little bit bigger than the box. Um, but they work great, man. They you know, 110 volt. They didn't get hot. They stayed on the whole time. No issues with anything shutting off, or uh, they worked pretty good. So that's awesome. I think I think we're on the right road for sure. Nice. Uh, I did get to maiden the oxy nitro that I built. What you think? And uh, I like it. It flies really well. Um, I did, however, have an issue with, I'm getting fuel all over my engine from somewhere. And I don't know if I pulled the carburetor off when I put it in the the engine or in the helicopter. Um, and I put it back together and I don't know if I split the little O-ring that's in there or if the O-ring for the back plate is split. I haven't had a chance to really look at it, but it's, it's getting like the, the case is getting soaking wet from something somewhere. So, um, and I did rebuild. Uh, the engine so it has new bearings, it has you know new ring and stuff like that. But I didn't do anything with the O rings, the seals that are in it. So I might have to pull it back out and change those and see if that's what's causing my issue, or if it's just running so rich that it's just dumping out of the carburetor when I'm flying. I'm not sure. Nah, more fuel, more power. Yeah, yeah, that shit's too expensive to just be dumping down the side of my case. <laughs> <laughs> um, just water. Yeah, but I mean, it ran good. It, it pulled pulled great. Wasn't yeah, getting lean or anything like that. Oh yeah, Dooch. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't Scott's, on, Scott's on a roll today. <laughs> um, I didn't really feel the CG issue uh, that everybody's complaining about, and 
I don't know if the flabberless is kind of correcting for it. I don't notice it. I float with the canopy on it, and I have a 30, 3300 milliamp uh, receiver pack. That that's I got 600 from. or 550? Uh, it has the the spin blades, the six what are they six oh sixes or six oh fives or something like yeah. that. Okay, full size tail servo or mini full size tail servo and full size cyclic servos. Maybe he's just blind then. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't feel it. Um, it does it on the bench though, right? What's that? Uh, you can see the the okay. tail drop. Yeah. Well, I, I don't ever CG my helicopter, so okay. I couldn't tell you. I didn't even pick it up and check it. I think uh, there were some other people that were looking at it, picking it up and checking it, but I didn't even pay attention to it, to be honest with you. Right. And it flies good enough that I really don't care to check it, so I'm just ah. going to keep quiet and enjoy it. Um, I was looking, though, I was kind of curious. It does look like there's some room that uh, you can cut the tail servo in up front, which I might do just to get it out of the uh, out the, of the nitro fuel. mess. So it looks like there's enough room you can squeeze the servo in on the frame. So I'm going to buy an extra set of frames and try uh, cutting the servo in there and see if I can make that work and make some carbon rods for yeah. to do uh, the servo up front. And I think if I do that, it would help any kind of CG issue that I that I would be having. I don't I don't know. Like I said, I don't feel it. I don't know if it's there. I'm sure that it probably is because everybody else's is so, uh, but I don't notice it. So, but the moving it up there would benefit just from uh, getting it out of the nitro gook. Right. So I'm not sure why he didn't move that back there to begin with because it looks like there's enough room to do it. You know, seems uh, like a pretty easy fix to both issues: getting the servo out of there and getting the tail weight off of the back. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, something I'm going to mess with. I'm going to order some frames, like I said, and play around with it. Uh, but all in all, it's a great helicopter. I really like it. Nice. Uh, I did also buy something else. Oh. I bought an EDF jet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, so we have a 1200 foot blacktop runway our flying field used to be a drag strip so we got a nice big long uh blacktop runway so when you have something like that you need to have something to fly off of that so i bought uh a turb an edf jet from motion rc and my experience so far it's the f-16 70 millimeter and it flies like a box of shit so, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not quite sold yet. Uh, I did. I did have to order a new front landing gear because uh, apparently I suck at flying jets or landing them at least. And I pushed the uh, stripped out the gears on the retracts and slid the nose of it down the runway. So it's got a nice big old. Uh, we call them Nighthawks tattoos whenever that happens. Um, yeah. So we'll see how that experience goes. Um, the other thing that I have is the Horex is going to have a new pimp here pretty soon. Mm. You guys, any guesses on who that might be? Pimp Daddy Patty. Jimmy Tate. No, 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 not Patty, not Tate, not, not Uncle Tater. Uncle Tater, Tate the Tickler. (laughs) (laughs) Did you say Uncle Tater, the Taint Tickler? (laughs) That's even worse than what I said. (laughs) 
Oh God, Jimmy, we love you. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, please don't delete us from your phone. <laughs> <laughs> no. So our buddy uh, Brent Gottlieber nice. is going to be the new pimp for the Horex. Mm. He messaged me. He was looking for some parts. Um, he might be looking into picking one up. So I told him I was like, uh, "Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a really, really good deal on this thing." And with all the spares and stuff I have, so we worked out a deal, and I'm going to be stripping it down and shipping it out to them, hopefully by next week. I got to nice. get some time to get everything out of it. So, yeah, and plus, I wanted to—I crashed it the last time I flew it, so I wanted to kind of fix what I could. He told me he'd buy it how it is, um, but I have the parts. I ordered some of the stuff to get it fixed, so if I have the stuff, I might as well throw it in there since I'm going to be pulling it apart anyways. Congrats, Brent. Yeah. Keeping it in the He's family. Gonna be, uh, the Ho Rex is getting hoed off one more time. <laughs> I wonder how long it's going to take before you how long, Yeah. How long will the legacy go? Yeah. We'll see. Yep. That's but uh, other than that, that's pretty much it for me. Oh, wait. I, I did. Uh, I crashed my Spectre under the lights. Oh. Good. Next. Yeah. It was a real drag. <laughs> it's like 32 it bullet drag. points. It was a real drag. Oh, God. Yeah, I don't that know if uh, picture. that was funny. There's a picture that went up when I was I went and picked it up from the other side of the the runway, and I just drug it across by the tail and let the canopy slide across the blacktop all the way back over. Didn't so, you say it has a flat spot now? Yeah, there's a nice big <laughs> flat spot on the canopy. It's all black. <laughs> Pretty funny. Yeah. So yeah, but uh, I got the parts for that in yesterday. I got the rest of them. Yeah, yes, rest of them came in yesterday. I worked on it last night for a little while and uh, pretty much got everything done except for I got to move my canopy mounts over to the new canopy that I have. So once that's done, that thing will be ready to go. Nice. But yeah, that's it. Wow. And uh, be on the lookout for a slightly used EDF jet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. With custom tattoo work. Mm-hmm. Slightly painted. Mm-mm. Yeah. And it's got the Detroit lean. <laughs> Detroit lean. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, that's awesome. Oh gosh. All right. Well, if that's it, let's uh move on, Scott. Yo, what is that? There it is. Gucci. Hit it, brother. All right. Can you guys hear me okay? Check, yep. check, mic check, mic We're check. Good to go. You gotta yell louder. Louder! More anger. <laughs> More passion! All right, so we got a few things on here, uh, some that I came up with. Um, I think Mike had a few things on here um, that he put on. So first is first. Have you guys, you know, a while back, this was months back, you saw the new, there was a new flybarless unit kind of floating around, the Max flybarless unit. Did you guys see that now they have a transmitter that integrates with that flybarless unit? I so it's I did see that. Yeah, it kind of, it looks it looks a lot like a jetty radio. It looks a lot like another lunch tray. Yes, I agree. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice, nice piece of Amish furniture. Nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I know it's a prototype, and it looks at it, but it'll be exciting to see what it looks like when it's production Done, ready. Right. Yeah. And a lot of people like having the the screen like towards the top of the radio rather than at the bottom. Right. Yeah. So, so if you use a neck strap, it matters, right? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So. For your, for you, Scott, just disregard. No need. No, so. I used to. I used to. Worked hard not to. 
but it's definitely cool because they you know it's it's gonna have a lot of uh cool features i guess full integration the the, you know, the whole nine yards i think it's even playing with a little bit like dual band so it's not just 2.4 i think it's running on 900 megahertz too um so they're, they're trying to come out with something new and it's cool that it's a new product right so i'm definitely looking forward to see what the end product looks like i think it's gonna be cool so that is that the next thing was um that mike put on here is the i guess there's a new castle link software update would you would you get on that mike yeah so uh i think it was michael gawkus i'm not sure if that's how you say his name but he put in uh one of the facebook groups that uh he's seen castle link actually updated their their software they have a new update for it and I went and checked it out, and I was all excited. I'm like, oh, sweet, they haven't done nothing. Maybe they're going to come back in the game. And it was all for RC car ESCs. So, <laughs> so they are back the, in the game, just not yeah, our game. Yeah, just not our game. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, so was kind of pumped up and getting excited there, and then got let down because it's for, like, the Mamba ESC and stuff like that. Oh, uh, the Black Mamba? Yeah, the Black Mamba. Hey, Mamba. So that was one i mean it's cool that they're it sounds like they're still you know kind of producing stuff maybe not for helis but maybe yeah. one day they'll come back you know you i thought know. they were done like closed up shop and were were hitting the road so it's good to see that they're still kicking you know i think they're still popular on the rc cars and you know those the smaller stuff i don't want to say that you know they don't have high amperage but it's generally like the, the lower amps uh right. type esc so that's pretty cool and then the other thing was there was you put it on here too, Mike. Was the King Tech Turbine 800 prototype testing? Yes. So this oh, might what? be right up your alley, Gucci. Yeah. Uh, I found this on on Heli Freak. So there's videos on YouTube of the King Tech Turbine 800 uh, RC Heli. They're prototype testing it. There's some flight videos you can check out on YouTube. Just search for King Tech Turbine 800. And you can check those out. Looks pretty cool. I've got a serious question. Yes. What is the point of turbine? So I get uh, it that it's cool, makes whooshy noises, it's like badass, but whooshy. it's so expensive. And it, yeah. it doesn't fly any better that I know than anything else. I'm curious what you guys' thoughts are. Uh, I think it's another it's a niche. You know, niche, yeah. niche, yeah, niche, 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 however you say it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Luché. What's, Luché. what's the uh, i roll it into like the three blade head thing mm. right okay. you know what i mean like is it is it needed not really but there's people that are obsessed with it yeah i know people I are gonna hate me for saying that but yeah i just know i mean it's I get... so expensive if it goes in yeah and i don't think it's any more powerful than electric it, i think it's a different kind of power yeah it's not the same right so you can't yeah. talk it for days um yeah yeah, I think I think it fits really well, of course, with the scale stuff. Like, I totally get it there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I'm with you, Scott. I Three grand or 3,500 or whatever that stuff costs, that's, God, it's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. for a 3D turbine, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, scale stuff, not, like not everybody flies system. their helicopters and throws it at the ground as hard as they can <laughs> the whole flight. You know what I mean? Oh, so. Yeah. Point taken. Point I take offense, taken. I take offense to that. 
Yeah, a literal fence. (laughs) Fence post. Honestly, I think it's it's just that. It's just a cool factor. That's it. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. It's a man toy. Yeah, yeah I mean, when you dude, roll up to the field with a with a turbine, I'm like, you have more money than I do. Yeah, you get out, <laughs> well, like you, that's a given. You get out of your, uh, you climb out of your Range Rover SUV and you go, rah, rah, rah. like Tim Allen. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, oh, and I honestly, I don't know what an 800 would do. You know, like to me, it's like when I had my 770 or even my Trekker. They're just so big, man. It's well, I like, forgot about scale applications, though. I really, I totally forgot about them. So, yeah. an 800 size scale, like, could you imagine a turbine Apache 800? That'd be no. badass. Oh yeah, I'd fly <laughs> no shit out of one. I get it. Take my money. By the end of the episode, uh, Scott well, says, take, "Take Kevin's money because I don't have yeah, any money." Yeah. What? Want God, he really by the end of the episode, Scott <laughs> is going to buy a new one. He's like, "I just got a turbine 800." Just happened. no, I got like 17 dollars. <laughs> so, if anyone wants to sell me a turbine, for $17, <laughs> My email address is oh, yeah. uh, sgram at heliheadspodcast.com. Uh, also, also taking donations for Chef Boardie or canned goods. Yes. That dude said this paycheck, I can buy a couple pitch yeah. links. <laughs> Maybe a popcorn bowl or two. Not, not the long ones, the short ones. Oh, uh, gosh. But think about the, the size of that canopy. That's got to be like three hours worth of popcorn. Heck, you know? Yeah, like four oh, bags yeah. at least. That's a whole movie for sure. Yeah. <laughs> He's a the, of spoons. That's the, the big bucket at the movie theater, you know. Remember those who going to a movie theater? That yeah, mm-hmm. like cost about the same. <laughs> Probably. So yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a cool factor. I mean definitely it check it cool. out if you guys are interested, you know. Yeah. And we never the, made I'm, it over to Joe Kirians, did we? No. We do not. We'll make it. I tell you. We'll make it. Just <laughs> give it time. We need time here. We're playing yeah. with time. Yeah. So the next thing that we had on here, and I think Mike also put this on here because mm-hmm. he's got a few specters, is the all upgraded tail belt versus the older tail belt. Like, school us on that because I'm kind of lost. What uh, color am I looking for? Uh, I don't know what color. I think it's the <laughs> yellow one. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, they have an upgraded belt. I know that. I don't know which one. I know there's a different color. Have to, you have to look for the post. Uh, if you're coming to us for, for like accurate and great news. Uh, <laughs> yeah, ask your wife place. to tell you the difference in color. Yeah. <laughs> She'd be like, um, no, that I know that, yeah. I know they have a new upgraded belt. Uh, I think one of them is made with some kind of different material to help with what I read was people who are very aggressively flying right rudder maneuvers uh will benefit from this new belt so anybody else is probably not going to have to worry about it but i don't know uh i've seen a couple of belts fail but i personally haven't failed one yet on either specter that i have uh is it just so kevlar the the current the one that i have i believe is kevlar the new one is some something different fiberglass was that what we were talking about the fiberglass uh, hang on Time out, time out. Let's find this thing. Let's get some accurate... Uh... Excuse me, I-team. Where are you? <laughs> well, Mike put her on there. I was helping that he's got all the specs down. Like, he yeah. tells me the... Come on, thickness, man. ...the length, you know? No, we're we're atrocious at this. I think somebody was saying it was fiberglass, which took me by surprise. I 
Yeah, yeah I think I remember thinking, reading like, something. Yeah, that. we're like, wouldn't Kevlar be better? I mean, very strange. Hello, I team. I think some gray poop on. <laughs> you guys ready? What you got? What? Does anybody have some mint? All Let's right. hear it. This, this is straight from the XL Power uh, group. It's Perhaps so All right, team, let it rip. All right. They have found during some of their testing that the Kevlar belt wasn't up to the standard they wanted. Mm. All Spectre kits will be shipped with the 6mm BD or BD fiberglass belt. Right. For the very few pilots that fly extreme, extreme. R3D with right rudder maneuvers, uh, maneuvers as they Man- put it in their posters. The eight millimeters is best for this application. So it sounds like, um, you know, they said six millimeter, but somehow it goes up to eight millimeter. The new so, ones, the new ones wider. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. do you have to change your pulleys and stuff like that, or does it say? I think the I think the new upgraded tail pulleys that they have out. That just yeah. came out. I think will accommodate the new belt. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. So when we're talking colors, uh, it looks like if it's got like a a brighter yellow color like seam within the belt, looking from the side, that's the the old one that you should right. not fly. Yes. The one that's got like a darker brown color is what you want. Is the the fiberglass one. So. Because of the fact that there's so few people that I've ever seen like sport fly these XL power machines, why would we not just go ahead and make it so and put that in there? Maybe you can do left rudder. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm still running the original V1 tail system with none of the upgrades with right. the original belt that actually has a little a little like worn section in it and. Oh boys. So my uneducated assumption is when the belt gets wider, it generates more drag, so it probably doesn't auto quite the same. Mm. Mm, good point. Yeah. Uh-huh. Either way, if you want to get the upgrade, contact your dealer and they will send you one for free. Yep. So that I mean that's... Which is awesome. I'm glad yeah. Rod does that. He doesn't do the the align approach where you have to buy your upgrades. You have to buy. You have to buy to fix their pay to fix their mistakes. <laughs> right. Nice. Yep. So next on the list was the um, the new blackout mods conversion gas conversion for the Align Seven Sixty. Man, I'm not a gasser person, but looking at the design that the blackout mods puts out for their frames, it's just. It's mesmerizing to a point. I just want to look at the carbon fiber. It just looks so perfect. The design is amazing. Um, and, you know, did you guys notice that their new tank is actually made out of carbon fiber? It's, yeah. it's pretty interesting. And it, well, it it's, has like a, a window that you can see. Yeah. Through. That's really it's, wicked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, it's a winder. Oh, a winder. winder. My bad. <laughs> a winder. Yeah, you drive a Dodge. It's pronounced winder. <laughs> Like, every guy, XP. every every listener in South Carolina is like, "Who is this some bitch talking?" I'm, tired <laughs> yeah. of I'm gonna throw him right out the window. <laughs> Who is this some bitch straight spitting? 
uh, yeah, I mean, it's just amazing because even like all all the new aluminum parts are anodized bread. I mean, it just it looks amazing. I'm I'm always like just it's eye candy, really. I have no inclination to buy one, but I keep looking at. It, I'm like, wow, that's that's pretty neat. The design is amazing. The manufacturing of that carbon fiber. I don't know who he uses or if he does it himself. I think he uses a company. It's it's top notch. It just leaves me like speechless, to be honest. So. If you're interested in a 760 conversion to make it gas, check them out. I mean, it's it's pretty cool. Man. I don't know what the pricing is, but it's definitely it's. I think you're gonna, and even if you pay a little bit more for it, which I think his his conversion kits are a little bit more than usual. I think you get top notch quality. You know, so Stuff check it out. Good blackout mods. Somebody, somebody get Gucci a towel. <laughs> <laughs> I am drooling right now. He really likes that one. Uh, but yeah. Then the last thing, let's talk hmm. more nitro. Yeah. Did you guys did you guys see the new um starter one that uh, Ke- uh Keith Williams and Cade is putting out right now? I did, yeah. It's pretty neat. Um I like the fact that it's like magnetic, so you don't have to unscrew like the wand out and you know, it's just super simple, just magnetic. Um they're still developing, I think they this was uh, the first batch they have. It was more or less for testing. Yeah. I did end up getting one um, just to have to put it on because my old Sullivan wand, the one way is like missing bearings in it, you know, the little balls, you know, and I'm like, let me try it out because I think it's cool that it's all made in the States, designed in the States, and why not try something new and check it out, see if it's worth it. But as of right now, it's like 110 bucks. Which is, uh, yeah. I think, cheaper than the Sullivan. To well, be honest, I think the Sullivan is a hundred bucks. But even so, it's still in the ballpark. So that's not horrible, you know. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I just find it once again is it why not support somebody local, so to speak? You know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, and that's so. Gucci, you want to send that over to me so I can test it out, or what do you mean? Well, you ain't gonna you ain't gonna use it for a while. Right. Oh, Lord. You just got back into like a small 50 size nitro. Now you think you're King Kong. <laughs> I'm just saying, I haven't seen you in like four or five weeks. So, mm. listen, man, you know, I got to pay for these models, <laughs> especially if I'm going to get a three bladed, you know, crack. And oh, God. All right. Never mind. I might just keep your ass in Canton. Things, man. <laughs> keep your ass in Canton. You start talking nonsense like that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I just, I mean, it's cool. Yeah, it is. You're right, uh, Kevin. It's nine, $99.99 for the Sullivan starter wand. Mm. So pretty neat. I think it's definitely um, cool to uh, to see new nitro yeah. products. Maybe we see more, you know, fuel manufacturers too. Oh, that'd be nice. Like, like Scott just found he's a local guy. So that will keep us... You know, supplied with more nitromethane. Yeast. Mm-hmm. But that's it. A little bit of what is hot. What is hot. And that's it. That's a wrap. Nice. All right. So, uh, fence post. How about some full pull school? Full pull school. Full pull school. Full pull school. Uh, yes. So... Full pull school, as everyone has known, uh, is uh, sort of failed for the past two or three weeks. <laughs> so... I'm cutting ties with the last episode. Technical difficulties. I lost the video. 
I don't want to do it again. We're just going to move on. Is that cool with you guys? Yeah, Scott, that's okay. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, okay. So reboot on that. So I apologize. We gave all those <laughs> stickers out. It's okay. Yeah, whatever. I'm that's sure nobody, nobody watches it anyway. It's perfectly <laughs> fine. That was our way of saying, that's our way of saying the Canadian proverbial sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, sorry mate. Sorry. Here's, a, here's a sticker. Yeah. So we're going to change it up a little bit to spark more interest. We're going to do two different skill levels, and we're going to bump up the difficulty a little bit. Not necessarily, I guess, you know, some of the orientation stuff was a little difficult because, you know, who does that? But we're going to do a beginner or an intermediate move and then a more advanced maneuver. Mm. So this weekend, we are going to shoot. Um, wait, is it going to? Yeah, it will be coming out this weekend. Yeah. So at the fun fly, Kevin, you're going to help me do this. Sounds good. We're going to we're going to do funnels for the first maneuver. We're going to do them either upright or inverted, whatever way you feel most comfortable with, whatever direction you feel most comfortable with, and that'll be the beginner maneuver. So we'll give some tips on that, some little things that might help here and there. And then the advanced maneuver is going to be the typhoon. So I had no idea what this was before, but my friend uh, Kyle Wells turned me on to it. Apparently it was a maneuver that was put in uh, Global 3D last year. Mm-hmm. And it's it's an older maneuver, too. It's not like it's anything new, but that's how we stumbled upon it, was we saw a list of maneuvers. And it's basically the same thing as, like, a funnel or a pie dish, so a big funnel, but it's aileron rolling through the whole thing. Right. And the tail always points to the middle, so that should be should be kind of fun. Yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah, so that's that's this weekend, so that should air. You know what? No, that will air when the show airs. Awesome. Yeah. Don't let me not do this. <laughs> you know, hold like duct tape it. my hands to a radio or something. There we go. Uh, and we're going to talk more about the global 3D 2019 stuff here in just a moment. So I'm going to make sure that other people get to take advantage as well. So, yeah. All right. Well, let's take a yep. short break and we'll be right back. I'm Mike Sobey, team pilot for Only Fine Helis. I didn't join to just be a part of a team. I joined because I like what the Turner family offers the hobby. The Turner family goes above and beyond to help their customers. Whether you're shopping for kits, blades, or servos, Shannon has you covered. Order online or head out to the mobile hobby shop at a local fun fly. Just make sure it's onlyfinehelis.com. All right, welcome back, you guys. Uh, this evening, we've decided that we wanted to uh, take a little bit of a different approach. And um, I'm not sure if this is something that's ever really been discussed. Probably has, but that's okay. We're going to tell you our side of it. But uh, we figured we would go over, you know, what what are your goals in the hobby? What are the things that drive you? And, um, you know, more or less, you know, what, what do you want to get out of the hobby? So... Uh, I tell you what, let's uh, start with Gooch and see what he's got. Me? Me first? Do All it. right. Me so sorry. Go, Gooch. Uh, sorry. Yeah. So, I, you know, just I think uh, Mike shares my, you know, um, dilemma when we came up with this topic, right? You know, because Don't you like, steal my bullets. Well, I'm not. <laughs> so, here's oh, okay. the deal. Especially after the mow down and some of the negative aspects that, you know, stuff that happened during the mow down with you know, potential people, whatever, not, you know, grabbing stuff off the tables. But 
I kind of, I think it needs to be talked, you know, and, and, you know, by us and maybe other podcasts to kind of talk about like, you know, like hobby goals. And I think it's definitely the perfect topic uh, that we could come up with is, you know, why do it? You know, what is your end, you know, goal for, for, you know, staying in the hobby? So I came up with, I tried to come up with stuff that is not just easily like, you know, a lot of, some people talk about friendship and everything else, but my first bullet for a goal, I think I, I kind of went to learning about areas of the RC hobby or heli hobby um, that we don't, you don't really realize that you're learning, but you know, because you just do it as part of the hobby, but it's learning about like fly units and control loops and like electrical, you know, um, engineering sort of speak stuff, you know, like soldering, like most of us probably don't solder if we weren't in our hobby, right? Uh, I know I didn't solder anything when I was in the, you know, doing airplanes. I kind of just got what I needed, plugged it in and went flying. So for me, one of my long-term goals is not to just settle and not learn about flyballs units or any kind of electrical type engineering that applies to our hobby. So I kind of definitely made that one of my goals um and i don't know like i think scott you deal with you know that kind of stuff you know controls and stuff like that so is that something that you see as being like learning some aspect of you know control loops in our hobby i don't know what came first i think the hobby taught me that stuff and now i do it for a living I really? kind of started, yeah, because I started when I was 10 doing this stuff. So I learned to solder with helis. I learned to program stuff with helis and then learned about gyros and control loops with pit control and stuff. And yeah. It's, it's, I don't think a lot of us really think about it, how it snowballs, especially if you started early on into, you know, when you're like, you know, sub 20 years old, where you still haven't figured out what you want to do for a living. Right. So that's that's one of my goals is just expand knowledge on some of those areas that you don't really think about that the hobby brings to us. Um, the other thing, one of my long-term goal is to keep developing or creating methods, uh, means and methods to troubleshoot issues. You know, yeah, you know, if you come up with a way to troubleshoot an issue that you have in what your helis, you could just take it for face value. Hey, I just learned how to troubleshoot an issue on my helis. But I think at the very core. One of my goals is to use, you know, kind of the, the methods that I use to troubleshoot something in the heli to use that in just everyday life, you know, i.e. you're having an electrical issues or you're having a vibration issue. Well, sometimes um, using the same uh, method or means, you could troubleshoot a vibration in your car. And to me, that's a goal is to keep developing my sense of troubleshooting an issue that you might have either for your helis or um, going down into the rabbit hole for like other things in life. So I don't know, like I'm struggling with this because I don't know um, if I give it enough value, you know, like how much troubleshooting issues in the heli hobby teaches us as human beings, you know, um, and it could be used across, you know, all aspects of life, so to speak. That was one of my, other goals well what's nice about that one is uh rcho is is helping you out with that yeah they're they're giving you the ability to troubleshoot so when you have like an extra 30 pounds of wheel weight on your car for the ride home (laughs) oh jesus (laughs) which wheel is it coming from yeah exactly 
If you think it's on the left side, it's probably on the right side. Right. Right. Is your coffee spilling more on the left side of the car? Or if you put it in the cup holder on the right side, it's fine. So we're going next next month, Mike? Uh, You might be. Oh, man. Come on. Band of (laughs) Brothers. You should watch this. Yeah, I've been waiting for uh, that episode, the Nighthawks episode to happen for, what, four weeks now? Man, just I'm me just sitting on now. sitting on the, the the bench, swinging my feet. <laughs> Is Daniel ever gonna show up? Yeah, it's nobody him. wants to play with me. <laughs> so yeah, just you know, um, the other thing kind of leading into this, and sounds like Mike is you know uh, he might this might be one of his goals too, is being part of something bigger than myself. I, I think throughout life, you know, generally when I was part of a soccer team. I was part of different teams. Um, and ever since I started the model, you know, hobby, you know, doing control line or, you know, free flight or anything like that, it was definitely a, a, definitely a good feeling um, and a goal that I always try to achieve is being part of something bigger than myself. And we talk about, you know, being, you know, sponsored or being part of a hobby team like, like A-Main or Only Fine Helis. But I, 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 just doing this show, I think it's, once again, being part of something bigger than myself, you know, um, and having that goal that you always strive to find something else within the hobby to be part of, either if it's a team, uh, if it's a podcast like us, I don't know what are the areas, I guess, within the hobby, you would say it's something that is bigger than yourself, maybe developing product, you know? Um, so I think that's a goal for me, you know, that I kind of thought about. I don't know if it makes sense. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, like Vin Diesel says, it's, uh, it's family. <laughs> <laughs> is, is this when we're drinking Corona? Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's, I, it's one of my goals, that's for sure. Um, well, this kind of goes in hand-in-hand, kind of the next bullet goes in hand-in-hand with being part of something bigger than myself is becoming a mentor to others and not necessarily just do it for somebody but you know um just tell them and guide them to hopefully one day be self-sufficient and i think scott we talked about this in the past you know you could do something for somebody and help them out and just keep doing it but you know i i feel for me a goal is to have those folks that you help eventually become self-sufficient where they help others i.e become a mentor to them and they become mentors in return like we talked about last week when we're saying the whole like no mooching thing or what was the subject we're talking about not being a mooch yeah the fun fly that was like fun fly etiquette yeah yeah so we had mentioned um you know mike lawrence and kyle wells as an example you know two guys that i'd helped out play a year ago a lot and then as of this year, they're on their own, doing their own thing, helping other people. So instead of one dude helping people, now there's three people helping people. And every person that they do the same thing for, it now grows and grows and grows. And all of a sudden, our hobby gets bigger. Yeah, I, I think it's something that, you know, it's not, you know, maybe not some people don't think about it, but I think it's worth thinking about it and maybe making it your own goal to you know down the road you know because i don't you know i think you could strive for it, even though you just got into the hobby you know you could still have this as a goal and it makes you a better part of the hobby you know a better person within the hobby so 
I think this was um, one of my my last goal that I put down, and this one came from uh, Fence Post himself. Is you know, and and also Skids was the my goal is you know competing, fun with flags as uh, Fence Post calls it, and I you know. This is a fairly new goal for me. Um, I don't know if it's going to come to fruition, but as of right now, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with make, creating yourself a challenge, you know, a, a challenging goal that takes more than just showing up to the field and putting just a regular old flight is, you know, challenge yourself to eventually compete. So I've kind of gone down this F3C road and I think it's pretty cool. Um, I, I don't know if it's going to come to fruition, but I don't think there's anything wrong with having a goal as such. Competing. Why won't it? There's no reason it can. Yeah, no, I, I think you're, you're making the right moves, man. Really do. I think so. And then the last goal that I had on here, which, you know, um, I know Skids gives me a hard time about, is hover harder, lower, or higher. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, actually what I found out, you know, is, you know, this really refers to the goal to kind of go back to basics. And it's so hard um, to stay into going back to basic, you know, kind of attitude um, because, you know, you get flying and you just get sucked right into the hole, what you feel comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And man, it's, it's a goal of mine to attempt to keep push to go back to basics and learn and to be honest although you know fun with flags might seem silly um i will tell you this is there's definitely uh value in having a goal to go back to basics and and just go back to orientations and doing some of those things for me it works and this is something that i'm going to try to push forward to have it to keep it as a goal because it does make me comfortable more comfortable now in orientations and really, like, when I say orientations makes me comfortable, I'm talking when I'm flying around, I feel 10 times com- more comfortable with, you know, it doesn't matter where the tail is located, I could still fly it. You know, I don't get weary and start second-guessing myself as much. So, yeah, just, you know, practice. Set that goal. Yeah. Hover, you know? I think it's a Nothing. good idea. I, I think there was somewhere where we were talking about maybe even starting your first flight as, you know, you're hovering and orientation flying and whatever else. And I don't think that's a bad thing at all. I know that there's been plenty of times where, you know, maybe I've been at an event or even my home field and I go up to try and do my normal routines and I just feel completely disconnected. And as time goes on, I realize, you know, maybe I should get back to those basics, you know, like just do the first flight as a warm up flight and, you know, do do some orientational things as opposed to, you know, do a demo flight as Mike calls it. <laughs> you know, yeah. It, yeah. it's um, it definitely helps. And you, you know, we always joked, and you know, me and you, uh, skids, we joked about, you know, like what the hell is a warm up flight? Just go fly. <laughs> well, I think we used to joke about having warm up helis. Oh, there's that one. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, because I mean, I did it too. I had a 500 T Rex that that was my warm up bird. I'd fly that like two or three times. Then I would jump into the nitro and I'd be, you know, good to go. But, you know, there for a while I was like, this is stupid. Why would I do that? But so I guess, do you do warm up flights, Scott? Like whenever you get to, let's say, an if event, I you- can. Yeah. Can. Okay. Yeah. If I can. Yeah. I love it. Cause 
honestly, if I've been simming for a long time or going back and forth between sims or flying different helis, stuff like that, whenever I go back to, you know, like the 700 and that's what I was going to fly at that event or something, it always takes, you know, th- maybe three minutes to get my bearing straight, learn the rate in which it flips, learn the rate in which it falls, you know, get, get familiar with that heli. So having a flight to like put it through its paces a little bit as far as like doing orientations and a couple known maneuvers and being strict with where it ends up and how to control it makes like the rest of the event so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But sometimes you plug a battery in and walk up and then someone comes out with a phone and goes, and Facebook Live! We're gonna- Demo flight! <laughs> yeah, I'm, and I'm then sorry, the rest Scott. is like, well, <laughs> please come back at the end of this flight helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> well, my bad. So, yeah, I don't know if my goals will really like long term. I guess they could be, but you know, it's just what I look for every day. You know, is just those couple of things. And you know, to be honest, you know, I think there will be other goals that you know, um, skids or yard sale or you fence post are going to bring up that I'm going to be like, yep, I agree. That's one of my goals too, because there's so many to talk about. So. I'm definitely looking forward to hearing your guys' goals and commenting on that. So yeah, that's kind of all I had without going too uh, too long-winded on this one. All right, sounds good. All right, well, I'll go ahead and go next. And um, I think uh, for me, I I suffer the same thing that I think you know yard sale and I were talking about is that. It's not really something we've ever thought about. It's there, I never sat down and said to myself, what do I want out of this hobby? However, I will say in the beginning, I was very much wanting to be a competition pilot. So when I got started and got into this, the first three years, I was, I was hitting it really hard to try and push as hard as I could. And then I went to a fun fly and saw... <laughs> Shut up. Sorry. So, uh, I couldn't uh, resist. Yeah. Oh, man. You're, you're so childish. You're, you're hitting really hard, you're pushing so, as hard as you could. <laughs> you're so childish. Like repeatedly? <laughs> in and out, in and out. And I, oh, that worked out for you. I'm too immature <laughs> to bring it back. And now he has two kids. Oh, God. You're right. Uh, so, yeah, I, um, I was in it to win it. And, but then I went to our like a first fun fly and I saw some eight year old freaking throwing down and I was like, yep, I'm done. So it kind of put me back in my place realizing like there's no way I can compete with that. So after that, it really just there was no goal. It was just I mean, obviously, uh, my first bullet here is just level of flying, like try to get better, but not at the rapid rate that I initially planned. There's no way I could afford it. There's no way I could put in the time that, you know, younger kids do. And um, so for me, it turned into being the goal of just trying to to one-up myself, you know? I'm not worried about trying to be, you know, better than anybody else. I'm just simply trying to make myself better. And um, so that really is sort of the the main goal for me. Um, of course, uh, friendships, you know? You know, here we have done this podcast and uh you know we've been very fortunate to make a lot of friends from it and and I I think for me while it doesn't sound like a goal but it's it's sort of goal accomplished where we you know know a lot more people now and it it doesn't feel as awkward to go to events because you there's always somebody there that you can you know 
pal around with and have a good time and you know and stuff like that so um I, I never even realized that like you think back to your first event and how awkward it was and how you didn't know anybody and you were like you know yeah. where do i set up where can i fly what are the yeah. rules yeah are people gonna make fun of me or like do i am i even okay to fly like you know so many questions and now it's just hanging out with the friends you know right and and so that's that, that's a good point actually because you know when i didn't know the people that i know now you know, that's exactly what it was. It's like that first flight was just a terror for me because I went through that too, where it was like, oh God, everybody's looking at me and I suck. And, you know, it, it's, but now it's like, I, I don't care. We're just all friends hanging out. And that sort of helped take the edge off. Not completely. There's still times where I walk up there first flight and, you know, I'm a bit nervous. Um, but uh, after a couple of flights or so, like it, it tends to go away. But it's much easier now, like knowing more people and it's more of a social thing, you know, a social gathering than it was before, which is really awesome. So, yeah, I used to like worry that I didn't bring enough stuff to a fun fly, like packing the car full of stuff, backup heli, backup blades, got all the tools. Now I'm like, whatever, like my friends are there. I'm going to hang out with them. If I have helis at work, cool. If not, who cares? Right, right. That's true. So, uh, you know, for me, this hobby, uh, being that it's an outside hobby, uh, unless you're somebody who owns a Raptor 90 Nitro and <laughs> fly it in your living room, it's an outside hobby. Um, for me, it's, it's about getting outside, you know, and enjoying the whatever weather gives us that day, you know, but just to, just to get out and have fun, you know, and, uh, and of course that ties in with, you know, exercising your mind and and getting your mind off of you know whatever troubles you have in your life and and it's just that brief moment of being able to you know forget everything that's going on and and just enjoy yourself um so for me that's definitely always on my mind when i'm there is you know to to have a great time because that's the whole purpose of this hobby is to have a great time so um I've always been sort of, when I was a kid, I was always a Legos guy. Always loved you know, Legos and stuff. So that still carries over to my adult life, man. I enjoy building this stuff. Like for me, that's, it's something that helps, again, take my mind off of life. And, um, and it's the, very much the hand-eye coordination and, and you know, just, just building things. It's, it's such an enjoyment for me. And um, I, I really enjoy that about this. I'm not sure that ties in with the goal necessarily, but it's part of, you know, my overall goal, which is, you know, just fly and have fun. And the building portion of it is, you know, also with that as well. So this is a new one that was added. Um, <laughs> we, we were talking in a message uh, the other day, and, uh, you know, of course, I've been trying to do that leveling up my own flying and, and thinking what's next, you know? And, and even though I'm still working on things that I've been doing for a while, it, there's always that what's next, like, what could I start doing, you know? And, and that was part of the reason why I started doing the little competition things with Tom Shin is because it would force me to get out of my comfort zone and learn something new. And but then all of a sudden, Kyle Wells shows up in this message uh, thread, and 
and he pulls out this like global 3D 2019 40 maneuvers. And it's more or less a, was it like a PDF, Scott? Um, I didn't click on it. I clicked on the video because I'm simple <laughs> okay. and I can't read. No, but it, true. Me too. Uh, but he tied it with the video as well as the PDF, where the, I think the PDF is kind of like, it reads out, you know, uh, verbally what the maneuvers are, what's entailed, you know, the whole nine of these 40 maneuvers that you had to do for Global 3D. And of course, the video that was attached was Kenny Ko flying all these 40 maneuvers. Now, the cool thing is, is I personally believe that you could also take advantage of this for the full pull school st uh, stuff too. And there are maneuvers out there that just because it says global 3D doesn't mean that intermediates or maybe even beginners couldn't start working towards some of these maneuvers, especially the, the level one, which is K1, right? Where do you think the typhoon came from? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so the starting from the typhoon, though, so if you back up, you know, the beginning of that, which would be a K1, would be, you know, just a regular funnel. So, you know, if you, mean you can like learn... like the first maneuver? Mm-hmm. Yep, oh, that Scott's going to show us. I mean, I really hope he makes a video this time. <laughs> I better, or else I quit. He's going to give up on everything. But yeah, Cooking as I was saying... Again. And I was saying earlier, I was going to, of course, touch on it now. We're, we're going to get it out there. And the reason I'm saying this and, and talking more about it is that it was really that moment for me where I was like, holy cow, now I have like 40 maneuvers to choose from. Obviously, probably 50 or sorry, 30 of them you know, are maneuvers I can't do. But, you know, there's maneuvers that I can start with and start trying to level up that flying that I'm currently doing. And um, so that being said, I, I really want to attach, you know, this uh, video as well as the PDF to the show notes of the show when it releases. So that way you guys, the listeners, can take advantage too. Because, you know, if you have goals in the hobby and one of them being that you want to level up your flying, I really think this could help you. So, um, you know, I know there's the, what is it, the um, pilot proficiency and things like that. And I know that those will help too, but this one just kind of, it's a little more fun, right? Because yeah, it's fun doing the same <laughs> stuff the pros are doing. Yeah, <laughs> totally. So, uh, I think this, cause even there's like one where basically you just kind of do a knife edge cartwheel it twice, roll out and keep going. Like it's not that difficult. You know what I mean? Like I, I feel like any intermediate could do that and you know, but, but you get to see a professional do it and you get to see how he does it. So that way it's not guessing, you know? So the video came in handy for sure. So for me, that has been added to my goals. And uh, thank you, Kyle Wells, for that. Because I didn't know anything about it. And um, I've really gotten more. My goals have changed. Uh, we're in the beginning, you know, everybody wanted to do smack and just completely beat the snot out of their helicopter on the deck. And unfortunately, one of my goals is to not crash. I'm kind of tired of wrenching just a little bit. <laughs> so I would much rather focus on this kind of stuff because I'm just simply new hashtag too old for smack. I just <laughs> too old for smack. I just can't do it anymore. And not that I ever could. But, you know, I think I'd rather learn this stuff and tie together a really nice routine versus 
being inches off the deck and wondering whether or not I'm going to take it home in a bag. I'll leave that for you young bucks. You guys can do that stuff. <laughs> but, I'm uh, in the same boat. I think last year coming home from, uh, what was that event called? The winter bash in Florida. Mm-hmm. Me and Jason were having the same conversation. We're like, we're sick of crashing stuff. And I'm like, I, for one, I'm going to give up with how low can I get and work on what technical stuff I can learn. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think a uh, wise man once say, uh, fly smack, keep hobby store employed. Fly <laughs> technical look like baller. So I'm going with that one. Was that Mr. Miyagi that said that? Because that's what it sounded like. No, no, it was Mr. Miata. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Miata. <laughs> From South Carolina. Yeah. Dang your son. <laughs> yeah. Wax on, wax off. So. <laughs> no, it's Professor Damn Son. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, good advice, you know? I mean, it's true. Um, but uh, yeah, I just, I, I would much rather not have that nervousness anymore of like, crap, I'm going to crash, I'm going to crash, you know? Uh, and just just keep it high enough where I can learn this stuff and, and, and change my enjoyment, right? Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. Um, <laughs> so this next bullet, I'm going to have to scratch off. I'm sorry, but I am not interested in earning the world record for helicopter death depth into the earth. So. Wow, yeah. your plane's really yeah, That's a shame, because that one's in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've done that enough. I'm good. Um, so, yeah. But, uh, so my next goal is that um, I'm sick of you bastards, and uh, Freefall offered me a spot on their podcast, so I quit. Thank oh, gosh. Thank God. Finally. Oh. What are you guys going to do with your Thursday nights now? Yeah, not sit here. <laughs> maybe, maybe work on my goals. Maybe yeah. work on that. There you go. This, the global this literally has gone on 30 episodes more than I thought it was going to. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to work on my audio quality. Yeah, me Damn too. It. Maybe not get time. a better mic. Mm. Yeah. So you can talk to yourself. Yeah. Content. I think this will be yeah. good. Maybe build a recording booth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Maybe send Kevin a, a clip or two with my new setup. There you go. Yeah. Sorry, just kidding. I lie. Uh, but that's it for me, man. Yeah, I, uh, my goals are simple. It's, there's, it's not... I, I was going to do the, the F3C stuff with uh, Gucci and, and a few other people that are doing it with him, but I, I just don't... I don't quite have the time to invest in that and be serious about it, right? Yeah, because you're doing F3N with me. Oh, God, here we go. Yep, we've been over this. Did you try that already? No, yeah. I got kind of canceled. Mm. Yeah, you got canceled, all right. <laughs> so, that wraps it up Very for nice. me. Yep. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mine's, uh, mine's going to be short and sweet. Um, I am totally in this hobby for the fun. I thought you were going to say for myself. uh, (laughs) You should should have been like, goals, mic drop. Next. Yeah. (laughs) Gains. Gains. Don't suck. Walk away. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so for me, I'm in it like completely 100% for the fun. Um, I don't really, like, uh, I'm a little different from these guys in this the aspect of 
I guess when I go out, I don't really fly to, like, improve my skill level. Uh, I fly just to have the fun. Uh, my my favorite thing is, like, doing silly stuff, like, you know, making the helicopter disappear in the soybeans and then popping it back up in the air. <laughs> and everybody behind me is just, like, laughing, holding their stomach from, from how it's flying. So that's what kind of uh, uh, does it for me. So. I don't really fly just to, you know, to uh, get better at my skill level. Um, no, I, I inadvertently get better at flying because I'm putting the time in and stuff like that. So I'll learn a couple things as I'm going. Uh, but I don't go out and, like, try new things just for the sake of trying it. Uh, I will, however, go and kind of do the pilot proficiency stuff when I get bored of, of fixing things. <laughs> Uh, usually if I do the pilot proficiency, I can keep stuff together for a little while. So, uh, but yeah, the goals for me, this was a tough one to come up with some goals. Um, so I guess I'm going to start with, uh, when I started in the hobby, I did have goals like maneuver specific goals. And the first goal was, I always told myself if I can, if I, if only I could do TikToks, you know, if I could do TikToks, that's it. I'll be happy won't have to learn anything else i'll be i'll be so happy it wouldn't even matter There's then i learned how to do tiktoks and then it was pyro flips i seen people doing pyro flips i went to my first urcha and i'm like oh my god i gotta learn how to do this and you know i would just work and work and work and and try to learn how to do the pyro flips and stuff um then i kind of like got into the box flying thing and you know like kevin was saying throwing it at the ground and flying two inches off the ground and, and breaking stuff all the time. And I really enjoyed it because I can do like those silly things to make people laugh while I'm flying and still be able to fly fairly simple maneuvers, but do them low enough that, you know, it looks like I, maybe I know what I'm doing, but I really don't. <laughs> um, yeah. So that kind of like evolved my flying style. So I got away from those maneuver specific goals and just kind of started into the fun stuff, you know? Um, yeah. So like I said, this was really hard for me to come up with stuff. Uh, the biggest thing is, you know, helping others. I, you know, that's definitely a goal is you know having people that are new to the field or new to the hobby that are looking for help to be able to you know be able to give them that help and like you guys mentioned earlier have them actually sit down with me and show them the process that you're going through so they can learn and eventually you know go out on their own and maybe show somebody else and uh not have to be dependent on me coming out to the field to fix their stuff or to set up their helicopter or whatever. Um, cause I've been down that road where, you know, I pull in the field and people are knocking on my window before I even got the car in park, asking me to set something up for them or do this or do that. And, you know, it's just, it kind of kills it for, for you. So to be able to spend the time and show them the proper way to do it on their own is definitely a goal. Uh, if you can take somebody who, has no idea what they're doing and at the end of the season they're setting up their own helicopters they're fixing their own crashes um you know that's pretty awesome um 
The other things that I have that I'm pretty passionate about is, uh, like keeping the club around. Uh, I'm an active, I'm, I'm active in the, uh, administration of our club. So I've been in a couple positions now. Um, only for the fact I, I would much rather not be involved with it, but I know that not many people will do that kind of stuff. And if that's what it takes for the clubs to be around, uh, then, you know, if I got to put skin in the game, then that's what we, you know, that's what I'm going to do. So that's definitely a goal is to keep working with the club that I'm involved in and, uh, you know, just try to keep, you know, keep the field open, keep it going, keep this, the people coming out and, uh, keep the experience great. Um, another thing that I'm really passionate about is doing events every year. Uh, I'm one of our clubs event organizers. So I do, I think two or three usually every year that I set up by myself. And then we have, uh, my buddy Dave does one or two and, there's uh, another guy who does a couple, so we kind of, you know, spread the wealth with that. But it's important to me to be able to have those things going on. So that's a goal for me for sure is to make sure that the events are happening and that they're happening at a level that, you know, it's worth putting the effort into. Um, and I guess one of the last things would be improving the quality of the experience at our field. So uh, this one's a big one. Uh, I feel like it's a goal for me, and it's it's like a never-ending goal, is to always make somebody who shows up the next time they come out to be better than the last time that they were there, whether it's having more fun, uh, learning something else, um, you know, meeting other people stuff like that to kind of uh you know help advance that experience that they're having so that's definitely a big one um but other than that man like i said it's just you know for me the the main goal for me is to have fun if you're not having fun then it's it's not worth doing you know it's not worth putting the effort into it so i try to do things to to keep myself having fun so that i don't get to that road um but yeah i'm i'm not i'm not here for a long time but i'm here for a good time right isn't that how that goes (laughs) i can see you now at the field trying to make the experience better handing out cucumber water to everyone that shows up would you like a moist towelette moist towelette (laughs) yep peanuts and hot towels yeah 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 so uh like i said short and sweet this was kind of tough for me to come up with because I just go out and do my thing and enjoy hanging out with the people. And, um, you know, I never really sat down and thought about it. So, uh, yeah. So Scott's going to bail us out of this with all (laughs) kinds of great goals. No. So, I mean, mine, mine are goals, but they kind of stemmed as dreams. Cause, uh, I guess, you know, starting the hobby as a kid, you know, you look up to all these guys that are like pro pilots and videos on the internet, throwing down helicopters, doing cool stuff, designing kits. Like you're just sitting there, me 10 years old going, wow, look at this. Like, this is unbelievable. I want to be that guy, you know? So a lot of my stuff is really goals stemmed from dreams. So I guess the first goal I have is I, I want to earn the respect of people in the hobby as being someone that's helpful nice sincere honest 
and be like a really good ambassador to the hobby like for starters because i don't want to be the guy that that people don't like to talk to i don't want to be the guy that shows up to a fun fly and like oh there's that dude he can really fly but he doesn't like talking to anybody you know i'd hate to be like that person you know I, no, that makes sense yeah. shut it down that's it let's just close it up that's the best bullet ever i think you're already there man but that's cool um i, I suck too much to be there but i'm gonna try <laughs> well i think that's the cool thing about goals is you got to keep at it right yeah because once you stop, it's not a goal anymore. It goes back to not even being a dream potentially, right? Yeah. So you yeah. always got to strive for it. Yeah. And a huge thing is I want to get to a decent level of flying where where I'm not boring people when I fly. I want to be able to pick up a helicopter, go fly to flight line, and have a couple people watch at least and go, man, that looks cool. Or I want to learn to do that or try and inspire some people. Because if my flying is the ability to get people amped about the hobby or want to try something or want to learn something, that's huge to me. Because a big part of what I love is trying to grow this hobby and get more people into it. Um, and I think that stems, too, from growing up where, you know, I didn't know anybody that flew. I think for for like 17 years, it was just like I knew these people flew in the simulator and, you know, you'd hop on multiplayer rooms, but I never saw anybody in person kind of thing, you know. So I'm always wanting to share that, get people into it. And I'm absolutely thrilled now that I even have as big of a group as I do here. And like, I think the race city rotor group that we're in is, I think it's like 23 people or something locally here. Mm. So that blows my mind that there's that many people to fly with. Yeah. I mean, I was excited when, when I moved up to New York and I found this flying field by a shopping mall that had, I think it was like four heli guys. And I was like, holy cow, like people to talk to, people to learn things from. Jeez. So I'd love to get to that level of proficiency where I can bring more people into the hobby, you know, as well as being an ambassador to the hobby and helping people learn. But I feel like to hook them in, you got to show them what helis can do because people don't always know what the 3D helis can do. That's true. And I agree yeah. with you because it's there's something very motivating about um, watching you know, pro pilots throw down all of a sudden you're, you're like pumped. You're ready to get out there, you know, for all the kids that like skateboarded or, or watched bands play or, you know what I mean? Like it's, you watch these professional bands or skateboarders do it. And all of a sudden you're like, man, I got to learn how to do this. You know, I think it's sort of the same experience, you know, where even going to an event and watching Jason Bell or, you know, somebody that we have close to us here that, you know, flies really well. And it is inspiring. You know, it's one of those things where like, man, I have so much work to do. And it does force you to get home and get on the sim or to get out there and fly more or, you know, whatever the case is. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's that feeling that, that these really good pilots give you that when you see them fly, you're, that feeling you get is like something special. And I'd love to be able to impose that on other people too, you know? You know? Mm-hmm. So that, that's really one of my major goals. Um, another one would be a source for people to, to find guidance through, you know, all the different avenues of the hobby. What, what direction do I want to go? What, what options are there? You know, I'm interested in, you know, this, this, and this, what would I do to get into that? Like, I want to get into scale or I want to get into sport flying or fun with flags or, (laughs) or do, you know, 3d smack or whatever. And yeah, fun with you need to pronounce the W though. Fwags, fun with fwags. <laughs> um, I mean, that's something like interesting to 
to almost be like a encyclopedia of heli flying, right? Because you know there's so much to know, and it takes a long time to even probably figure out fifty percent of it, right? Yeah, but and, not so much that like being an expert on everything, but my yeah. main thing was being a source for someone to even go to for help. So even if you don't know the answer, you're the dude that can point them in the right direction for the answer. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. That's yeah. definitely a you know an awesome point, right? Not being yeah. an expert, but being a source to point them in the right direction. Exactly, and that was one of the biggest reasons I I really wanted to be a team pilot because I always felt that those guys people went to you know obviously other people help too but if you're at a fun fly or something and something's broken i feel like people are more likely to approach a guy that you know has a jersey on or whatever or flies for you know x team and they're they're the guys that's going to know and if they don't know they'll know someone who knows so that was always huge for me um <clears throat> i would really love to get better at the flying to be the point where I could maybe enter competition and have like a realistic goal of maybe getting podium or something like that. Like not sucking it would be absolutely fantastic. Right. I think that's the one thing that we're missing here though, too, is like, you know, uh, different level 3d competitions. Yeah. Am I yeah, right exactly. about that? Because what, it, I mean, what do we have? We have extreme flight here in the U S but, then overseas, I mean, they have a lot of stuff, right? But I don't think we do here. Like, it would be really nice. And don't get me wrong. Like, I appreciate what, you know, Robert Monty does with the F3C, F3N stuff. But it would be pretty cool to have, like, even, you know, novice, beginner, whatever, you know, intermediate expert 3D competitions in the U.S. Yeah. It, it and even a little actually... bit less formal, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, because I, because we've talked about this too. We're, I know we're sidebarring. I'm so sorry. But... You know, I think somebody was, we were all talking about this at one point where, you know, if you had goals to aspire to, right, it, it's, there's that potential that we could get newer blood into the hobby, right? No one? Yeah, like, like. You mean if someone sees you competing and doing these competitions or something? Well, okay. So why do why do people get RC cars? You know, they they like them because it's a lot of fun to run. But what's the next level to compete? Right, right. Racing, competing, yeah. Right, exactly. I mean, even boats. Like, I mean, I I think the guy here, you know, Scott, he, you know, I think they did races and stuff like that. It wasn't they just went out and ran their boats. Like there was heats that they were doing and whatever. Same with helicopters. Like we don't really have that here. I I wonder if it would boost numbers if there was competitions to place. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it kind of gives you that person to look up with up to too. Because yeah. like when you when you reference quote unquote pro pilots, it's not really who's sponsored. It's who's winning competitions. Mm -hmm. And if there's fewer and fewer competitions, then, you know, what, what are you going to do with it? Right. And the thing that bugs me a little bit is, you know, I'm not knocking it at all, but F3N doesn't seem to be publicized as much as like Global 3D or XFC, things of that nature. Right. I agree. And I don't know why, you know, it's, you know, you, you do a Global 3D and there's like, you know, 25 pilots, 30 pilots. I don't think there is the same with F3N unless I'm mistaken. I mean, there's... Mm -hmm. I would say there's, what, 10 or so? 10, 15? I have no idea, but it's just what I've seen from the outside. And even that speaks volumes with how little it's it's promoted. 
Yeah. Like no, I've been, I'm pretty deep in the hobby and I can't tell you how many people competed last year in F3N, mm-hmm. but I could almost name off the top five people that won global 3d. Right. Right. There needs yeah. to be more of those kind of competitions because it seems unattainable. So there's no goal, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Like if you told me you want to do global 3d next year, I'd laugh a little bit because right. there's no way. Right. I'm going to go over there, spend a boatload of money, get my butt absolutely kicked and embarrassed, and then I'll go home again. Right. So the five people that listen to this podcast, we maybe we need to spread the word that, you know, maybe we should start something here in the U.S. You never know. It might boost attendance and, and raise numbers of people who do the hobby. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's just a shot in the dark, but... I mean, there's no reason we can, right? I would totally try to get into it, I think, if... If I had some beginner level area to start with, but no way am I going to try and go and like fly, you know, in some expert level competition, I'm going to get my ass freaking waxed, right? I mean, all we need to do is have a fun fly and at that fun, you know, it's not a fun fly quote unquote, but just plan a competition, set the date with the AMA. It's a, you know, a two day date or whatever. Yeah. I Come up with a set of maneuvers, come up with some rules, and do our own, like, U.S. global 3D thing. Don't call it that, because we'll get sued, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, stateside smack or something like that. There you go. So that, that's interesting, because that's kind of the, the thought process when I talked to Robert Monty about potentially doing, not necessarily uh, an MA-sanctioned F3C, or, you know, advanced class, or beginner class, you know, uh, F3C type competition. Make it informal. Yeah, because there's so many rules in that stuff. Like, it, I get it. People do it. People learn it. Read the manual, like Monty says. But it is so formal to do F3C and F3N. Yeah. And uh, it's almost intimidating a little bit. Now, I will say this. The one other thing, too, that I discussed is putting these, even though they might be informal, you know, judging, right? Um, you know, th- there's a lot that goes into it, and I think it's definitely achievable. You just have to set the goal and you know com- you know market it as much as you can to get the people interested make it yeah. simple because the moment you start getting to really being specific with some of those you know regulation rules and regulations you start losing people so yeah. you might be onto something but i think also a lot of it like global 3d i feel like it's it's marketed and it's sponsored by top companies and i feel like that's you know, like we have our companies in these sponsor fun flies, but that's just for the raffle. You know, they don't mm-hmm. put it towards a competition or something. They could, though. Right. They could. So let's, right? let's do this. Why? I think we just discovered a show topic. <laughs> I think either our next or the following episode needs to be um, what would our ideal competition in the United States be? So, mm. future competition. What would you want? What would you not want? What would we like to see what do you guys think how about email us yeah email us your ideas let us know what you think yeah i mean this isn't us doing this it's it's the community if we don't speak up as a community it's never going to happen yeah so but i agree uh even if it was at a fun fly and i'm I'm gonna just because i'm so you know lack of experience in in going to fun flies or at least uh out of the southeast let's say okay um but my first place that comes to mind of course is Modown, right or even spring fling because it has the two flight lines so that mm-hmm. way the people who aren't interested in doing that at least they can still fly and have a good time but i also think and i was going to throw this in too is i think f3n is judged on or judged by 
uh, the the people there, right? So it's not even yeah. formal judges. Like if if we could just simply get something off the ground and have people having a good time, even watching and being the ones who get to judge, like how much fun is that? You know? Yeah, that yeah. Be great. And that that's the one thing that even if you do that, there's you still have to teach those pilots, right? That will be judging mm-hmm. themselves. So at that point. You got to give him something, right? You can't be like, just be a judge. You know, right. you have to kind of give him a, a slight training. Like, this is kind of what you look for. Right? I wouldn't even want to do that either. I mean, maybe that, maybe it's just me, but again, we're, we're going off topic here. But to me, goals, having to judge someone else in the hobby is not something that I really would want to do as a beginner. Yeah. So it's like, if I have to enter a competition, the first one I've ever been in, and I also have to judge other people. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of a lot to to chew for the very first time, you know. And that's that's the hard part. And I think it's it's definitely some people within the hobby that run some of these competitions. They acknowledge that you know you still have to create a base even for the more experienced pilots to be judges, right? Or maybe you just assign three of the more experienced pilots that you could work with. Yeah, I would do that. With, you know, and say, hey, the three of you can you be you know just judges. You know, here's the list of uh, maneuvers, you know, and just kind of let them run with it. Because yeah, yeah. if you're, if you have any kind of experience, you should be able to know a stationary TikTok orientations, right? That's pretty simple, generally. I'm just saying, so, I, I feel like that there's definitely some untapped talent out there that could either rival or beat last year's XFC competition pilots, you know? Yeah. I yeah. have a solution. I guarantee it. I have a solution Ju- too. The judge list competition. <laughs> yeah, sure. Everybody, Everybody flies. <laughs> Whoever's still in one piece wins. There you go. And there yeah. you go. And you could do that. You could just do a straight freestyle. Yeah. You know. Hashtag then, that talent. Yeah. Hashtag buy buy big capacity batteries. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag drive it to the ground. Yeah. The one that bounces the most wins <laughs> <New bounces. clears throat> no i i think it's, it's definitely i think that's one of my goals I, I you know i didn't mention but that's why i got my contest director you know certificate is to potentially be able to hold something like that an informal competition or whatever it might be yeah, yeah. Is be able to to have the uh, capability to do that so let's let's talk some more maybe yeah. we have some ideas yeah and whoever's yeah. listening again you know Reach out to us if you have ideas. If you're somebody who could help make this a reality, also please get in touch with us and let what let us know what we could do to help you. You know, and um, I know we completely sidebarred, but I, I think <laughs> it's all right. I think it's a good goal, though. You know, it's definitely something that we're lacking here in the U.S. I know that morale is low, and I feel like if you had to prepare for something like that, that it might kind of you know reset a fire in some folks. You know. But, yeah, and just give you the give other people the goal too. I mean, I've yeah. I had that as a goal since I was a kid, and right. it's pretty sad when you can't achieve your goal because there's no competition to go achieve it at. Right, right. Or even and you could argue, you know, there's F3N and there's all that stuff, but right. Well, what? Uh, hang on, let's let's chew on this for a minute. So, what are your guys' opinions on why XFC didn't work? Because that was an attempt at doing exactly what we're talking about, right? Yeah, I mean, it did work, but the problem is XFC has always been primarily focused on airplanes. It's an airplane and a helicopter competition, right? 
but they do airplanes, they do jets, and then they do helis. But the issue with that is the rules are sometimes tailored towards airplanes. I know all the heli guys are pretty upset last time. Was it last year? It was, yeah, it was no, last it was year. Two years yeah. ago, wasn't it? Was it last year? Oh, yeah, it was, it was last, last year. year. That's right. Yep. So they were making rules like, you know, you can't fly onto the runway. You have to stay on the grass. You can't do anything near the banners in case you hit the banners. Nothing quote unquote high energy towards the, the uh, towards the flight line. So they deemed that overspeeds had to be done sideways only. You can't do any overspeeds at all towards, like, from far away towards you, even if it's direct to the ground. So there was a lot of things that were based on fear on of helicopters, yeah, even that, though that they weren't they weren't that dangerous of a situation. You know what I mean? Right. And it sounds it was, exactly like it was set up by an old planker. <laughs> I mean, it's set up by a very nice well, it's person. funny, but it sounds... <laughs> that's exactly what it sounds like. But he's an airplane, you, you know. Go to any plank or fun fly, and it's... Uh, 3D needs to be done over on the other side of the ditch, or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, there was quite a bit of that going on. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. But so, they also, I guess... They also were just... It was invite only. Yeah. And well, see, that's cool. That's, that's cool. Well, okay. Is it? XFC is is cool to do that but in order to find some of that untapped talent you're going to have to lift that and do some other competition somewhere else to start weeding out who's good and who's not yeah like the urch has got talent thing yeah exactly yeah yeah but i mean as far as like you know a prestigious like flagship event sort of thing like dude it's badass when it's invite only kind of thing if if Again, if you're, goals. If you're invited. getting invited to XFC, goals. Right. Yeah. Right. Holy cow, would that be cool? Mm-hmm. So, cool. I don't know. Hmm. That's just the you know ten year old boy inside me dreaming. <laughs> you have a ten year old boy inside you? Uh, oh Jesus, dude! You had to freaking go there. That's illegal, I think. Uh, oh, All right, moving on. All right, next. <laughs> um, I used to dream about product testing. So I'd, I'd mm. see, you know, Raptor helicopters and T-Rex helicopters, and they'd have people's names on them for whoever designed them. And I remember going, man, I'm like, what does that gig got to be like? Like Alan Zabo, he literally works for the manufacturer, product tests, mm-hmm. does marketing stuff. That's a goal right there is to be that involved with the hobby where they trust you to, to design sure. and help engineer product airframes escs motors you know yeah so i've had the opportunity to test a couple little things over the past you know two years but nothing nothing quite as extravagant as hey here's a prototype airframe don't let anyone see it let's test it let me know your thoughts give a report on you know what is the shortcomings what are the pros what are the cons that would be just absolutely insane to have that opportunity that would be cool yeah so I'm going to achieve that a little bit with the Nitro Kraken 700. Yeah, kind of, you know, except no one knew. <laughs> but yeah, that was fun. That was that was exciting. You know, sketch it up, draw it up, cut it out of aluminum, throw on your helicopter, close your eyes and punch out as hard as you can <laughs> and uh, count the pieces when you're done. If uh, N equals one, that's fantastic. Nice. <laughs> nice. That was awesome, man. I mean, I think you sparked... There was a spark off of that initiative, so to speak. You know what I mean? 
I, I just don't know if we would be where we are today if, if you didn't take that initiative. Sure. Yeah, look at all the Nitro Krakens we have now. It's awesome. <laughs> I love mine. Yeah, me too. Uh, that new 580 is awesome. Well, not only that, but look at like uh, like that Jeff Chopsy heli no, guy Chopsy Chopper, doing yeah. the, the Spectre Nitro conversion. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think you definitely kickstarted something where people were like, well, shoot, I can do that. Yeah. You know? And then that Jim Boss guy just took it and ran with it. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. That guy's killing it. Yeah. That guy needs to come out with a, with a mullet edition. <laughs> he just needs to come out with his own company. I'd buy his helicopters. Sure. Yeah. The uh, the Jim Boss Hoss 700. Mm. The Boss Hog. Mullet yeah, edition. Boss Hog. The 600 mullet airframe with the 700 blades. Like business yeah. up top, but party at the bottom. Yeah, <laughs> tiny skids. Wait, <laughs> big skids, giant skids. <laughs> Huge. Yeah, Huge skids. Like dangling to the ground. Skids <laughs> so big that they're fake news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. What else you got? Uh, I would like to change my reputation. To be honest. I'd love to get good to the point where I don't crash as much anymore, if at all. And uh, I'd love to be able to shake the name Fence Post. Mm. <laughs> I'm a so little sensitive might, to it. You yeah. might, uh, you might achieve that, but I think the name's gonna live on. Yeah, that's probably true. But it would be cool to to have a reputation of someone that you know doesn't plow their stuff in all the time. <laughs> <laughs> And that's coming from a guy called Yard Sale, so. (laughs) I'm in the right company. (laughs) But it would be cool to have, you know, there's there's certain pilots, right? And you can name them off that that they show up, they get their heli, they plug it in, and you're like, oh, man, here's, this is going to be an awesome flight. And you don't expect it to go in, like, at all. I'm talking, like, the Kyle Dahls, the Nick Maxwells, the Kyle Stacey's of the world, where where it's a rare sight to see one of their models go in. And when it does, you're like, man, it must have been a mechanical failure because sure as shit, their fingers didn't screw up, you know? Right. I'd love to get to that that level of precision where it's not expected that you're going to crash. Everything you do, people are like, wow, he meant that. That was cool. Intention, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That, that's just an absolute dream. So, uh, yeah, maybe 10 years from now, we'll we'll achieve that goal when we're too old for hold and old man 3d and everything <laughs> and i think the last thing was just i want to i want to continue to help getting other people into the hobby i mean my one of my favorite things is getting people involved so if i can do something to either help people or promote things or just show people that aren't in the hobby what it's all about like it's cool showing up to an event with all your buddies and everyone already flies. That's awesome. It's always a good time. But I also really want to try and do more stuff, kind of like what Angel Rojas did. He went to, um, I think it was an elementary or a middle school, and he did like a flight demo for them. He brought his helis. He did like a you know show and tell kind of thing. Explained some engineering facts about it or whatever to try and apply to the whole STEAM thing that schools are doing now or STEM, whatever it's called. Clearly, I didn't do that, but. <laughs> <laughs> Just try and get spread awareness. Yeah, wow. spread awareness with people that aren't in the hobby of what the hobby is. Well, I think that's where like um, a company like Flight Test 
they're really good at. They're getting into the STEM programs, you know, in all these schools. And that's how you yeah. get interest, you know. My goal is to spread the hobby to other people that don't do RC stuff right now. It was pretty easy when drones were popular. I used to show up at drone events and stuff and freestyle days and meetups and show up with a helicopter and guys are like, damn, that's the biggest drone I've ever seen. And when I'm done choking on my tears, I'll, uh, you know, do a flight and <laughs> let them see what they do. Right. But, you know, there's so many people that think, you know, you fly RC helicopters. Cool. You hover around like with a scale helicopter and that's about it. Mm-hmm. And then there's people that see or have seen them fly 3D and they think it's, you know, programmed or it's like set maneuver stuff that the helicopter's doing you're pushing a button and it does these flips badass you know right they don't really realize the skill that's involved and there's there's that moment when you're you're trying to teach someone new so for instance i think it was last weekend on sunday it was pouring of rain but i met up with this co-worker that was sort of interested in rc stuff and helis and whatnot because he asked what i did and uh, i convinced him to buy real flight so he got the radio he got the sim loaded it all up he met me at the fields so i can get it you know programmed with the right switches and stuff and show him what weighs up and all that good stuff and he picked up a heli he's been like yeah i've been trying to hover this heli for like two days now he's like you know something's wrong with the sim and uh it was that like eureka or aha moment that he had when he realized that no that's what they are like to fly they're not easy to fly. They're difficult to hover. They're difficult to get to do what you want them to do. Right. And it was like, you know, a light bulb went off behind his eyes. It was like, oh my God, this is like really cool. I didn't realize you guys were actually doing this much when you make it do 3D. Right. And uh, yeah, he's still simming every day and he's he's looking to buy an airplane to start out with and then he's going to get into helis and stuff. So it's, that's a cool feeling when people realize what the hobby is actually about, you know, as far as the flying aspect, not the friends and social aspect. Right. Very cool. Yeah. So that's, that's my goals. Nice. Suck less, spread more. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, having been that we've, we've gone through, you know, now four people, is there anything that someone thought of, uh, you know, having gone through these, is there anything that you guys have thought of that you would like to add? I mean, there's so much to talk about this. You probably go about it for a long time. Yeah. I think one of my goals that I didn't, like I mentioned when you're going through your goals, Scott, is maybe look at, you know, competitions. What can we do? You know? And I think the input that, you know, I think Kevin, you had a great idea is maybe our listeners, like for a second at, you know, answer, you know, put into writing to us, you know, the, the answer to the question, what would you compete in? What type of competition? What kind of moves? You know, maneuvers. And this way, if we start getting some of that input, maybe we start building a, an entry-level type competition that we could put on informally at an event. Mm-hmm. That would be, be something, because if you have, you know, 10 people that would be would be interested in something and we have simple maneuvers that they gave us to put together i think we could might be able to make it happen it might yeah, be in, we were, we in were canada a, a podcast fun yeah. fly you know with all the podcasts like maybe we could wrap that up into it and have it kind of see if it yeah. catches on you know the 2021 initiative podcast initiative yeah you know and i know and we discussed that you're right and, you know, from the podcast, I mean, we could maybe have some people who would volunteer to judge, you know? Yeah. 
and I'd love to get something with, again, we shouldn't give all away all the stuff for our next podcast or whatever we decide to talk about it, but I'd love to be able to put some sort of like GPS sensor on the heli too and measure like average g-force and you know speed overall average speed for the flight stuff like that and then you could give away awards for different categories of pilots so yes you're being judged on your your cleanness of the maneuvers and and your altitude and everything and how precisely you do this but there can also be subcategories so most you know furious flight you know you had the highest average g throughout the entire competition or you had the lowest average g throughout the competition but you still placed well as far as you know quality points sure so you're either a super smooth precise pilot or you're absolutely snapping your sticks off during the flight but also flying it correctly and then you could do you know you're the fastest pilot to complete it and the guy that's you know slow boating it through the competition sort of thing like Mm -hmm. put some numbers and metrics to it sure just an idea yeah you know the guy that has the lowest average altitude would be cool right (laughs) yeah i mean one of the things zero on the ground (laughs) (laughs) negative numbers well done skids i mean if i'm hovering i i keep it pretty close yeah that would be really good for for f3c stuff if you have to be as stable and steady as possible I mean, they've got accelerometers in them. You could measure how much you actually moved in different directions on average during your your routine, you know? I think there's more to that that could be investigated. Well, I think you touched on one of the ones that I had forgotten, uh, you know, a while back. I I was also interested in, Scott, was that you had mentioned um, helping design, right? And I always thought... I don't know about you guys, but when, you know, I got my first handful of helicopters, like, the first thing you always think when you're putting it together is like, this is just a marvel. You know what I mean? Like, the, this thing is going to fly. And putting it together is just so much fun. <laughs> first one I built was like, holy shit, this thing's never going to fly. <laughs> I was just going to say that. It's like, this wicked thing ain't going nowhere. I thought this thing's going to fly. Like, holy shit, this is going to explode. Yeah. I guess I got to go do this out in a cornfield away from all friends and family when I spool this thing up. Yeah. Well, and then when it didn't explode, then I went, wow, that's a marvel. How did I pull that off? Yeah. Fair. But again, you know, it's it, you when putting it together, you, you're, you're just admiring, you know, that all these moving pieces, you know, makes this thing fly. Right. Yeah. And no, um, no, not at all. No. Okay, shut no. up. It's my I'm time, usually, not yours. I'm usually cussing and swearing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Should try God. building a dragon. No, oh, forget it. I'm done. Oh no, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. You may continue. We have time. Uh, we do have time. I'm trying to drag it out, and you guys are ruining this. Okay. Stop dragging it out. Yeah. It's almost midnight. And don't pull it out now. Show's almost over. <laughs> mm. I Just thought we were spreading deep. awareness. All right. No, go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm sincerely interested. Oh, are you? Okay. Yes. My point that I was making was, is that I, I found them to be very interesting, you know, from the engineering aspect of it all. So, uh, for me, there were times where I was like, man, I really want to learn how to use, you know, some type of CAD software or, you know, SolidWorks, you know, I actually had access to SolidWorks at the time, but um, but, you know, learn how to use that stuff. And, and I know, of course, we're doing it with 3D printing and, and whatnot, too. But, but to be able to, like, design something like that on your own and just 
have fun from that aspect too, I, I thought would be really neat to see if you could, you know, actually put something together, you know, and see if it worked, you know? So, um, yeah. uh, for some people, they really enjoy that side of it too. Like Quinn, for example, out in, was it, uh, Oregon, you know, he took all the best, well, his, in his thoughts, it was the best ideas and put together, you know, this model that apparently is incredible. And there's only two, but, you know, or Darren, you know, in Canada with the Yardbird, you know. So I always thought that would be cool to learn how to do. I never did, but, you know, it is what it is. So at any rate, anything else you guys want to add? Get some goals. Send us an email. Comment. Post on our page. What are your goals? Yeah. What do you want out of the hobby? Love it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm also looking for someone to float me alone. (laughs) <laughs> good luck no not the spot for this no uh, okay. that is uh, patreon at Mike Sobe <laughs> yeah <laughs> check me All out right. on my OnlyFans page and, I was just about to say M Sobe OnlyFans <laughs> alright so uh, if you guys would like to get in touch with us and let us know of some of these things that we've been discussing, please email us at theheliheadsshow at gmail.com. And uh, we would love to hear from you guys. Uh, ideas, show topics, whatever you got. Just send it on over. We'd love to hear from you. Mike, what else we got? Uh, wait, what? Oh, oh. Gosh. Uh, like our Facebook page. And follow and subscribe to us on Podbean. And on iTunes, nice. since we put so much work into getting that iTunes fired up, <laughs> uh, we need to see some reviews coming through. Mm, that'd be nice. Tell us how bad we suck. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, give us the lengthy version, Daniel. Ah, the lengthy version, make it short. The shout out to the other heavy podcast and video personalities in the hobby. Mm-hmm. Just names. Free full RC. You know, you got to listen to those guys because, you know, they're somewhat cool. Uh, we got Telerotor. Um, we got Skids Up. And yep. We have Dini RC Podcast. Who else do we have? Mm. We got Vegetable right. Steaming with Bill Ann. Mm. <laughs> yeah. General idea, just go ahead and, and see what else is out there. Because you might like those podcasts more than ours, but yeah. that's pretty doubtful so. <laughs> very likely <laughs> yeah. or, uh, just... bill can walk so can you <laughs> bill can walk so can you but he was nowhere to be found in the mode down i was kind of upset about that yeah. like you know yeah. couldn't even shout bill bill because he, he was there. he was too busy steaming broccoli oh, is that what it was it was broccoli week mm-hmm. broccoli week mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it's a big thing in jersey mm-hmm. is it mm-hmm yeah that's all i have all right well let's uh wrap this guy up parting words let's go with the hashtag 580 nitro ripper gosh Ooh. i love Kelly. hashtag i borrowed that 580 kit from mitch booth thanks mitch Bam. yep and the hashtag where's my nitro oxy mike i'm ready Wait. to uh take it over for two weeks and then hashtag tandem survivor yes <laughs> i like that one <laughs> fake yep. news fake news <laughs> it's real it was it was recorded mm. and yeah. oh, 
hopefully we could do it again at RCHO. I don't know if I'm going to survive or not, but let's see. I'm down. And then hashtag fawn with wags. And then the last one. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, I like big hovers and I cannot lie. <laughs> oh, my God. You're just slowly evolving into money. <laughs> I spent quite a little bit of money uh, talking, you know, hovering, precision hovering. I'm going to have to keep you away from my megaphone. Yeah, you know, it was fun. That's all I have, Mike. Let's see. We got some new ones this week. We got Smack Them Tail Blades. (laughs) (laughs) Done in 30 seconds. <laughs> oh, I never even I never even elaborated on that earlier. So real quick, uh yeah, my Spectre flight that crashed, uh it was only about thirty seconds into the flight, so Oh nice. that's less. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh hashtag Ohio is for fun flies. And of course we got hashtag drag your shit and hashtag drag queen. Mm-hmm. And apparently, somebody loves jets. Hmm. <laughs> Being you blown do. by the jets. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh, uh, I should have uh, should have checked mine. Uh, but yeah, I got what was it? Hashtag tap that talent. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag that talent. it's okay. I'll run your fun fly. Hashtag <laughs> I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Nice. Hashtag under a desk near you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> hashtag bitch mittens. And hashtag DoorDash my bathtub. <laughs> oh gosh. All right. Well, it's like our boy K Dub says, send it till you end it. Of course, like JT, he says, Epton batteries. And uh, we got hashtag put that thunder down under. Because hashtag, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> for 50. because hashtag I'll do anything for a 50. Oh my god. No, hashtag, no really, anything. <laughs> uh, let's see. Hashtag, I ain't gay, but a 50 is a 50. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Uh, anything you else care you to elaborate have? on that one? Oh yeah. Wait, wait, wait. We we have a we have a uh, a group section down here. Oh, do you? That's true. We do. Yeah. We're supposed to bring up at least one of these. <laughs> on go. Three, two, one, go. <laughs> sure. All right. Three, two, one. Stereo, Stereo balls. <laughs> and then we got. I love shaggy titties. Titties. And then there's hashtag. Anyone got a cream pie? Oh my goodness. <laughs> All right. Uh, mm. Let's wrap this guy up. All right. Ending on hashtag too old for hold. Thank you so much for listening. This has been episode number 31. Big thanks to no guest because we didn't have one. Sorry uh, the show was so short, but we hope you enjoy it. We'll see you guys next time. Later. Short. Why do you think the show's short? I don't think anything for a 50. <laughs> it's 11.30. It's only two hours, God. Do we get... Does anybody hear music? <laughs> <laughs>
segment is for a show. They like it. Yeah. Long time. Does fun is hot better than you? <laughs> Probably. Burn that butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm Why? Why is everything gonna be in sling sling blade voice? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so I have a funny story about this. You ready? Yeah. So the other night, I I did a late bike ride at like eight o'clock at night, which was horribly stupid. It was pitch black outside. And of course the trail's not lit. And I'm like literally riding at 10 miles an hour through this trail. And almost at times I'm like, oh shit, I'm thinking I'm going to like hit a tree or, you know, whatever. So finally, like I <laughs> turned my cell phone on with, with the, the flashlight to try and give myself some kind of light, but it was not worth it. But anyway, so I'm riding and Shaggy wanted to talk. So he calls. And so I'm riding and talking to Shaggy at the same time. And, uh, and so he's talking, he's doing sling blade, you know, the whole night he's doing the whole boss, you know, whatever. And, uh, and so I'm like riding past people's houses, you know, as they're sitting on their back decks and I'm riding by like zooming past. I'm going, you got anything good to eat in there? Mm." (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. <laughs> the cops and I'll catch up with you. Yeah, for real. So I'm passing by other people and I'm just like, mm, French fried taters, yeah. you know. And and Shaggy's like, You're a fucking idiot, you know. So I'm actually at this point, I was like, I can't take the trail anymore. It's just way too dark. So I started riding through the neighborhood and of course it was this mm. this game finding people and they're sitting in their garages or the driveway, and I'm just like, You got anything good to eat in there? Mm. <laughs> Wait till you get that letter from the HOA. <laughs> Oh god! Like there he is. That's the guy. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah, yeah. You mean you didn't make the uh, the Facebook group for the chapter? I, I was telling Shaggy that I was like, I said this is totally going to make the HOA page. <laughs> 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 yeah. Somebody asked me for a cream pie right down the road. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think that's where like um, a company like Flight Test, they're really good at. They're getting into the STEM programs, you know, in all these schools. And that's how you yeah. get interest, you know. I just thought of a new hashtag. What's yeah. that? Spread awareness, not chlamydia. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> Build the steam. We're, we're talking yeah. about children here. <laughs> You have a ten-year-old year boy stuck in you too. Yeah, what are we talking I mean, about? God damn! I mean, he is all over the place tonight, boy. Oh, uh, God, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> you just your ruined rep- my whole dream's gone. Yeah, reputation <laughs> is just going to the toilet right now. Yeah, this is horrible. <laughs> Gotta change your company, man. You know what they say? <laughs> just push it. Deep. We are. We're spreading awareness, not butt cheeks. <laughs> 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 Scott's been dying for somebody to read that since 
Because <laughs> you typed it, so... <laughs> Here, I thought you none, of you fu- none of you fuckers were gonna bite, so I had to take the bullet. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. <laughs> Classic. Is there anything that someone thought of, uh, you know, having gone through these, is there anything that you guys have thought of that you would like to add? Yeah, I don't want to get chlamydia. (laughs) (laughs) Then you better be spreading awareness, buddy. (laughs) Wrap it up. (laughs) I don't mean the show. I just want to make sure that you guys... Oh, okay. Oh, man. Skids was ready. He's like, all right, thank you for listening to... What? Hold on a second. Yeah. Okay, actually, hang on, hang on. We need to try that Scott, one more time. Scott's is a little bit more passionate. It is. Yeah. We need to be kind of guttural. Give us the best Mrs. Graham, what is hot, you can give us. And go. What is hot? I love it. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> Scott, you've been replaced. That's right. Uh, it's not aluminum, it's tinfoil. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's heavy-duty tinfoil. Oh, my bad. My bad. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's sacrificial. <laughs> <laughs> they make their spindles out of pencil lead. Mm. <laughs> I, don't oh. I don't listen to you anyways. Found nitro. What a dick. I listen to every word. <laughs> I hang on to every one of your words, Mike. <laughs> I'm like a dog staring at his master with a treat as the words come out of your mouth. (laughs) He's so full of shit. He's like, oh, fuck, I dropped the screw. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, damn it. I always get the question, does Mike really hate Goblin that much? Yep. Mm. Sure he does. He's a hater. Yeah. Better hide your your Goblins, hide your 380s. Hide your kids. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) People going crazy up in here. Mike going to blow your shit up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm excited for the next episode. I'm like a little schoolgirl. I'm stoked. Mm -hmm. I told Mike, I was like, I'm going to be so starstruck. You guys are going to have to run the show. I'm going to have to get some Tic Tacs. One of the guys that we get (laughs) up. Put some, uh, get yourself some, some easy slide, some lip gloss. Kevin's <laughs> like, I took a shower and I'm smelling good tonight. Yeah, it'd be all primped up. Oh, don't worry. I'm going to totally fanboy like a motherfucker too and be like, you know, the myth, the legend. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, why is Kevin, you know, muted? <laughs> all of a sudden, we got we to gotta see if we can get yeah. him to fuck up our episode number. Oh, my bad. Sorry. Sorry. 